Jeremy grew up on the wrong side of town. The underside, where it was all mole people and sewage pipes. His father was a professional drinker and a former amateur cat groomer who'd lost both his hands when he drunkenly attempted to give a sponge bath to an African lion. Jeremy's mother was a sad woman whose primary claim to fame was having been voted saddest child in the state of New Jersey for six years in a row. The only joy she took from life was her ability to hum fragments of old soap opera theme songs, a joy which was sadly snatched from her when a seagull ate both of her lips during a Christmas trip to the New Jersey city dump. Jeremy only had one toy, A small teddy bear named Steve, which was eaten by a police horse who was also named Steve. When he was 18, Jeremy's parents both died of shame when a local television news crew got their names wrong while reporting on a string of shoestring robberies. To add insult to injury, a local reporter then kicked Jeremy in the shin and called him a jerk. The shoestrings were never found. At age 20... After sheltering in a series of milk crates and a couple of large crab apples, Jeremy found himself living in a large collection of tubes which had originally been designed for a family of hamsters. By lying on his job application, Jeremy was able to get work at a fish food factory claiming to be a quarter trout on his mother's side. His primary duty was to clean the nozzles of the various fish spigots, which nobody else wanted to do because it sounded so silly. Jeremy's foreman was a blind opera singer who'd been banned from every opera house and theater in town due to his attempts to use his baritone vocalizations as a sort of sonic radar, like a bat, or the popular comic book character Daredevil. His name was McCluskey Oldman, But everybody called him Old Man McCluskey, even though he was only 37, because he looked sort of like Gary Oldman, the actor. Old Man McCluskey worked Jeremy as hard as anybody had ever been worked on the fish food factory floor. Old Man McCluskey had been raised hard himself by a family of militant nuns, and he saw it as his duty to pass on the lessons they'd taught him to this next generation of fish food factory employees. But eventually, Jeremy snapped and shoved a size 8 nozzle from off a power jet spigot all the way down old man McCluskey's throat. Jeremy went into hiding after that. He shaved his head and joined a traveling circus of thumbs. It took them three weeks to find him out, and when they did, they wrestled him down and beat the hell out of him, left him for dead in a ditch outside of Detroit. Jeremy got tired of running eventually like we all do, and turned himself in. It came to pass that old man McCluskey had survived the attack, and in fact his vocal cords had only been strengthened by the experience. Jeremy wound up serving 16 weeks in a federal prison, half of which were for spitting his gum at a police horse named Steve. These days, you can find Jeremy performing on Broadway. East Broadway Street, outside of the Men's Shoes and Belts and Lint Emporium, doing a Robert De Niro impression in an Al Pacino voice. Jeremy claims that it's fine art, but nobody gets it, and both actors are in the process of suing him. Look, 
I'm only telling you this because eventually he's going to ask you to back his Kickstarter. He claims to be inventing some sort of a vacuum that'll get the squirrels out of the trees. And technically it does work, but pretty much everybody in the neighborhood has agreed that it'd be best for all of us if he fails to meet those Kickstarter goals. So just tell him you're broke when it comes up. He won't push it. And if he does, you tell him to come talk to me. My name's Anonymous Cubed. I'm a detective.